Welcome everyone to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss and I believe everyone has a story unique just like our fingerprints that put us on the path of our journey. Some call it purpose. Every story can help, heal, inspire, educate, and my one word, give hope. Today my guest is Kelly Pummel and she talks about, well, tragedy can also have some great outcome. She lost her daughter at the age of 21, and because of her daughter's passing, it allowed six individuals to be recipients to her organs to have continued life. Good morning, Kelly, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for sharing um, your time, and then now you're going to share with us how six people benefited from a tragedy that, and we've talked about this before, you and I belong to the same club of losing a child and on our selfish part we want our children but on the best side of it too your memory and literally your daughter lives on through six other people so tell us a little bit about your daughter uh, well she was 21 when she passed away but she was very artistic uh, she loved animals uh, very articulate she was you know uh, very smart, always made honor roll in school. But when she was 15 and a half, when she got her driver's license, she signed up to be an organ donor. Wow. That's pretty brave at 15. So mama did something right by sharing what that does. She probably just never figured she would be that organ donor. And of course, we, we sign up for a lot of things thinking, oh, I, I want to help. Then we don't realize that that day does come for some of us. Um, Correct. So moving forward, you said she passed away. May I ask how she passed away? She took her own life. I'm so sorry. That is something that's very difficult. In the times that we're in currently right now, um, depression settles in and suicide is on the rise along with domestic violence and other things we could go into, but that's not what we're going to do today. So um, I am very sorry to hear that she took her life. What is your daughter's name? Uh, Marissa, but we called her Rue. Rue, how cute. Reminds me of the kangaroo. Um, yeah. Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, suicide is a very sensitive topic, and some people don't agree, but yet that's not for anyone to decide because these are real lives that people have and real concerns that we have as individuals as we walk through life because I don't know about you, but I don't have everything figured, have everything figured out. And I really don't think anyone really does have everything figured out, but we do our best. Right. Right. Um, so was there something that led up to this um, moment? And then, of course, because I say this because there sometimes are signs that need to be seen, and some people probably don't even realize that there's some signs. Maybe something that happened in their past that they couldn't get through or something that was going on currently and they didn't understand. Would you, share, would you care to share? Of course. Yeah. When she was 15, she had a little, a little animal that had passed away and she had a real hard time with that. And she had told her dad and I that she was, you know, feeling like she wanted to die. So we got her help. She went into a, a program and she got on medicine and everything seemed to be fine. And then about, you know, a few years later, her grandpa had died. She had lost another animal. She was going to join the Navy and something happened. And I don't even know what happened, what, what kept her from joining the Navy, but she didn't tell her dad and I, and, and I think just all that combined just was too much for her to handle. So it sounds like um, the passing of 
people and animals that she cared quite a bit about. Yes, animals were her life. She, she loved animals. So they consumed her emotional temporary feeling, as we all do. Um, you had mentioned she was actually going to go into, you said the Army? The Navy. The Navy, my mistake. Well, that's quite the uh, admirable thing to do. So she did not end up doing that, you said? No, she didn't. Okay. Um, without going into detail, because that's not something I want to do, I, we, you know, someone once said to me, it's not how we died, it's how we live right correct so with the I feel the energy of your daughter as we talk about her like there's this bright light still that I'm feeling about her when you speak about her so I appreciate you sharing that that life about her would you care to tell us um, the organ donating um, obviously you said she signed up on her driver's license to be an organ donor and then six recipients that's yes, amazing. Which is very rare. Six is, is pretty rare. But uh, after she passed away, they told me in a year that I could, you know, if I felt like it, I could sit down and write the recipients and it would go through the transplant team and they would, you know, um, distribute the letters. So mm -hmm. within two weeks after she passed, I sit down and wrote all six. And within two weeks, I had already heard from one of the recipients. Wow. And within uh, a year, I'd heard from all six. So you were given the names after a year of the recipients, and that's why you did what you did. You well, no, I actually had to go through the transplant team. So I would write letters and put, you know, to the heart recipient, liver recipient, and they would uh, disperse them to, you know, to the correct people. So you already started out with two organs. What are, what, what did, what is a part of her that is in these six recipients? What part of her organs? She donated her heart, both her lungs to different people, mm -hmm. uh, both her kidneys to different people, and her liver to obviously one recipient. Right. Wow. Those are those are large organs at that. Yes. Wow. You know, um, I'm going to step into this on my personal part. My daughter also passed away, as we talked about, being in the club of losing children um, on New Year's Day. My family and I were in a rollover accident that took the life of my 17-year-old daughter, and she, too, was an organ donor. And I didn't know until later that actually her heart, I, and again, that time frame that came about a year later, the lady that has my daughter's heart reached out to me, and I, I had no clue. So you just shared how that worked because I was like, well, how did this lady know who I was? But I didn't know who she was. But when she started talking about certain things, I knew that there couldn't have been any, any mistake. Now, it was hard for me, but it was also a great joy for me to know that my daughter lives on in a lady who she shared with me. I've never met her, and I don't, I don't want to. I think that I'm good with where I'm at, and that's different for everybody, as we'll talk about for you. But this gal was a single mom of four boys, and the first heart that she had was had issues and it, re it was rejected by her body and so then my daughter's heart came into her and <laughs> she got a second chance at life and I say that with almost tears in my eyes because when you get a second chance at life really we should value the first time around but if you get a second chance oh my gosh you have you have you should have more going on and do more for other people than you were doing prior to that because I don't think we ever think we're going to need that you know until the day we die no one's no one's exempt from blessings tragedy or pain nobody 
Um, exactly. As you've already experienced, I've experienced, and any of our listeners who have experienced these as well. So each of these organs, you are still in contact with these recipients? Yes. That is so amazing. Um, and are they like family to you? Are they just, how do you keep in touch with them or do you? Well, the liver recipient lives in Idaho and I've been to his both his daughter's weddings. Wow. I have a little bonus grandson now. <laughs> That's awesome. So I visit them frequently, probably twice a year. I go to see them unless there's a big event and then I'll, I'll go and, and, and stay with them and see them and they're amazing. That is like an extension of your family. Yes. That is beautiful. And now the other recipients? Um, the kidney recipient lives in Scottsdale, and I see him often. And the little girl that received her other kidney, we, we talk on Facebook and stuff, but I've never actually got to meet her in person. She was only 12 when she received, when she received the, the kidney. And how long ago was it that Rue passed away? Uh, it's been five and a half years. Okay, okay. It always still feels like the day of when we think about it. Um, but then those the extended years that you just gave another individual in their life, or shall we say Rue did. Yes. Okay. And so you, you obviously you said you keep in touch with them on a regular basis. That, that is a miracle in itself. Like I mentioned, I, I, I don't want to, this was several years ago. My daughter's been gone for 13 years. At first it was a joy and then it was mixed emotions, which I'm sure you probably had mixed emotions too, because we still have that selfish part of us saying, well, this shouldn't have happened. This is my daughter. I should be able to enjoy all of her. Yes, it's very bittersweet. It is. So out of a tragedy, there is, there is joy. Um, you know, there's a reason why I titled my podcast Stories of Hope is because if I can live my life with loss, as I've learned from you, Everyone can learn from one another, and we don't realize that we really need one another, whether we think it or not. Um, we all have our hand in something, or we know someone that's going to need some help, and uh, we wouldn't want to feel alone in our situation. So giving hope is a joy, especially right now. Um, now, did you have a special story about Rue you wanted to share with us, more than just being an organ donor? Uh, well, she was, you know, an animal advocate, and she saved hundreds, hundreds of animals. She rescued, she volunteered at the pound. She would go take pictures of the little animals on the e-list and sometimes bring some of them home. But she was just a wonderful kid, just all-around good kid. Sounds like she would, have been good. she would have been a very good veterinarian or, um, as I used to tell my parents when I was younger, I'm going to save all the animals. I'm going to have a ranch and I'm going to save all the animals. And they're like, yeah, good luck with that. So <laughs> that hasn't happened, but I've had my, my part in saving animals. And so I've always had an animal in my life. But um, recently I got to go to a place where there was a sanctuary and I was like, this is why, because someone else was able to do it. So it feels good to know that there's, there are people out there that will have that same feeling and move forward. Do you have anything that is um, in memory of your daughter, like an organization, or you volunteer to give back in memory of her? Uh, I don't have an organization. I just try to uh, bring light to suicide awareness and organ donation. And I do a lot of the volunteering for uh, Donate Life Arizona. Okay. Tell me a little bit more uh, about that. 
Well, I get to share her story and I've, you know, talked to, I've been able to go to hospitals and talk to the, you know, talk to the doctors and the nurses about the importance of organ donation and, you know, the families and what it means to us. It means a lot. And it's, it is a mixed emotion. Like you, you get to know who these individuals are. And for me, I know that there's someone out there. So it just depends on the person, I guess, the story that you want to share that is a positive influence um, versus someone saying, well, no, you need to do it. It's like, well, it's a choice. Um, exactly. Like anything, but definitely organ donating is, it's a tough call. And crazy enough, there's still, I don't want to say shortage, but just like there's a shortage in blood donations, which I contribute to on a regular basis because we have blood banks that don't have enough blood coming through. Um, same thing with organs. There's a, there's a lack of certain organs there. You hear the people that are on waiting lists. Um, and just because someone is on a waiting list or gets approved to have an organ, that doesn't mean that that organ actually will take to that individual's body. As I'd mentioned about my daughter um, and the lady that accepted her, her heart but had already had a transplant previous to that. Um, and that's one of the biggest organs in the body. So I, I support organ donor. I'm an organ donor too. I, I'm, I'm going to donate my eyes and my heart so that people can see with, uh, what I see. If they could see through my eyes, I would love for someone to say, this is beautiful, even though there's some tough times, and to always have an open heart with, with life, even though it can be tough, as you and I have been experiencing with the loss of our, our daughters. Yes. Um, so... What's the name of the organization, again, that you go to and you're an advocate with? Uh, Donate Life Arizona. Is there a website that our listeners, if they should need to know more about it, that they could go to? I think it's just uh, DonateLifeArizona.org. Okay, perfect. Um, and, of course, we are in a, I hate using this word, but it seems to be our word of the 2020 year, the pandemic. Um, that has probably limited your ability to go and speak and talk about organ donating. Is that right? Yes, definitely has. Um, are there support groups? There are. I go to a survivors of suicide in uh, Queen Creek. They're all over the valley for people that have lost anyone to suicide. And that's helped me a lot. When you say anyone that's of any age, correct? Yes. So anyone I have a that's lost that's lost anyone to suicide. Okay. Okay. Um, some people have specific groups because we can't all relate on the same level, um, especially when you have a child or if you have a senior. Seniors, they have their reasons. People don't think about this, but seniors have a high rate of suicide as well because they feel loneliness. Families have gone on and they have their own families doing their own thing and then they, they kind of forget mom and dad. <laughs> um, yes. I worked in, in uh, assisted living and I, I saw that time and time again and it broke my heart. And... Um, so suicide, yeah, it's, it's of every age. There's no discrimination. Um, I'm not sure if you know a really good friend of mine. Her name is Leanne Hall with the Andy Foundation. Or I do know Leanne, yes. She's a big advocate. She lost her son, and um, she speaks with the military. So I wasn't sure if, you were, um, if you've met her, if you've um, crossed paths to be able to talk with um, other people with your guys' journey because it seems similar but it's not the same i met her at a compassionate friends conference in scottsdale a few years ago she's a great lady the andy yes, hall foundation awesome. um 
And, you know, suicide is, um, like I said earlier, it is a sensitive topic. Um, it is a reality. And um, for my listeners, I just want to share that uh, it, it is okay to feel that you're not okay today. But it's not okay to stay there um, where you're not feeling healthy and to definitely seek help. Don't have shame. Um, the suicidal thoughts, I can't say that they're healthy. I can't say that we don't all think them, but they are there. So don't, don't say that or feel that you're the only one that feels this way because you obviously are not. And there are support groups and people such as Kelly and other individuals we've just spoke about and organizations that you can reach out to so that um, you can live the quality of life. Um, it is tough. Tough times right now, especially. Yeah. Um, with Rue, six recipients that I see, I keep replaying that in my mind because it is such an amazing thing. When I think of organ donating, I only think of one person. You've got six people. Yep. How does that make you feel knowing that she is in every single one of those people? It's, it's very bittersweet. <clears throat> the liver recipient, they gave him two weeks two days to two weeks to live. Oh. And if he wouldn't have got a liver, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have survived. And they're, you know, they always remember Marissa in, in everything they do, the weddings, you know, they're all, they always have something for her and a little table set up for Marissa. And, you know, they talk about, you know, they talk about her and it's just, you know, just to think that she saved his life literally and he was able to walk his his daughters down the aisle and meet his grandson it's just it's very bittersweet i'm so i'm so thankful for that family though you know there's there are people and i'm sure you've heard this along your walk i don't know how you do it you're so strong so i always tell everyone well i didn't have a choice in the matter as far as what was going to happen but i have the choice of how i'm going to live my life and how i'm going to celebrate my daughter for you, you chose to go one step further that would be hard for me, and that is to be in touch with these people and, and know that she is, you always hear the saying, they're always with you. Well, with the physical, there are six people who she really is with. So I have one last question with this beautiful story of donating, organ donating. What message would you like to leave our listeners based on the story of Rue and the journey or just about life in general? Just if you're hurting or in pain, reach out and talk to someone. Someone's always there to listen and, you know, just, just don't suffer alone. No. Someone's always there to, to help you and we need you here. We do, even though there's those days we just don't think that that's worth it, but that's temporary, right? Do you want to share any other sites that could help any of our listeners that you may think could benefit? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So, are there, so you volunteered. You volunteered. Is that something that anyone else would be could go and do as well? Yes, you can volunteer for Donate Life. We go to the Rose Bowl parades and, you know, do anything that we can to, to keep Marissa's name alive, keep her memory alive. And, you know, I'd love to share about her and I'd love to share her story 
you know, even though it was tragic, I, I never, I never, you know, I always tell people how she passed away if they want to know. And, you know, I've had, I've had people say some really mean things to me, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, I don't want anyone else to suffer like, like we suffer after losing a child. Absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, no one is exempt, not one single person until the day we have pa- we've taken our last breath. No one's exempt yes. from blessings, tragedy, or pain. But we do have the choice on how we deal with it. And I think for you, it's very admirable um, for you to do what you're doing in memory of Rue and that you also are able to be in contact with the recipients as well. I'm very thankful. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for being my guest and sharing the journey and story of your precious daughter, Rue. Thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate it. I, you know, it's like, talking about it helps. Even if someone can't understand, we can feel that that person really needs to have that moment to speak about it. And I was going to mention real quickly, too, because you said earlier, people will say, mean things not really thinking about it so for our listeners there is an etiquette and i would share that if someone's lost a loved one however that person had passed be respectful because those feelings are theirs and um, we understand that you want to to let us know that you're sorry but um, if you offer to be there for someone Please know that when you offer that, we're probably going to take you up on it, but not for you to fix the situation or the problem, but to just listen. And that way we can just talk about it. And if we don't want to talk about it, don't take offense to that either. Not everybody is okay and open to talk about their pain. Okay. Thank you, Kelly, again for being my guest to sharing the story, the beautiful story of Rue to help, to heal, to inspire, and my one big word is to give hope. To my listeners, I thank you for listening. Please subscribe so you are notified about the next great story because these are real-life stories. They are not edited in any way, shape, or form, and there should be no shame. If anything, your journey can help someone else. If you'd like to share your story or you know someone who wants to share their story or you want to be anonymous, your name does not have to be attached to a story to be shared to help to heal and to give hope then please email me to the address of christine with a ch at storiesofhope.com and that's stories with a y and until next time everyone i wish you well and you take care